Today's homily, instead of looking at the passion narrative we just heard, I'd like to focus on the gospel that we read at the beginning of Mass before the procession. Luke's description of Jesus' entry into Jerusalem. And although all the accounts are similar, there are a few differences. We're going to highlight one of them today, but still looking at something that most of us maybe heard about, but didn't think about what this passage or this particular detail actually means. This detail is going to give us a hint of what might come a little bit later on in the week. You notice the apostles and the crowds before the procession begins are busy spreading their cloaks. So the apostles put their cloak or put some of their cloaks over the donkey and then the people spread their cloaks on the ground as Jesus on that donkey is moving towards Jerusalem. What does this spreading of cloaks mean? This very sort of odd, particular thing. What I'm going to do is do my best to try to explain it. In doing so, I'm going to use some Greek words, some Latin words, and some Hebrew words. I'm going to do my best to pronounce it correctly, but we'll sort of see what is going on. The first, let's look at what these cloaks are. The, the word that we see in Scripture is a Greek word, which is hymation, or hemation, which is a Greek translation of the Hebrew word simla, which describes this outer garment which isn't exactly like a toga, but it is like a wrap that is draped over the shoulders and then around the individual who is wearing it. The Greeks had these, but also the Jews had a very, very similar garment. And what it looked like was often with tassels and blue or violet thread. This was they wore over their undergarments that they wore during the day. And so this is the hymation. This is the cloak, that outer garment, that outer wrap that the apostles put over the donkey and that the crowds put on the ground. What does this spreading of a cloak mean? Well, if we look at scripture, we can see that the spreading of the cloak belongs to the tradition of Israelite kings in the Old Testament. Specifically, if we look at the second book of Kings, chapter 9, verse 13. Jehu, or Yehu the king, is approaching. And this is what the passage says. At once, each took his garment, the simla, the hymation, spread it under Jehu on the bare steps, blew the horn and cried out, Jehu is king. And so they spread this garment out for the king to walk over. What does it mean? Well, Pope Benedict, who writes about this in his book, Jesus of Nazareth, says that it's a sign of submission to royalty, that you're taking your cloak and you're putting it under the king's feet. 
It's also a gesture of welcoming, putting out a cloth for the king royalty to walk over. And so there's reference to the kingship of that individual, the kingship here of Jesus. But in Luke, it says something specific. The apostles spread the cloak over the donkey, but then they say that they sort of help Jesus to mount. You don't see that particular detail in the other Gospels. Well, this seems to be a reference to Solomon, David's son, installation on his father David's throne. And this comes from the first chapter of Kings, verse 1 I mean, chapter 1, verse 32 to 35. And King David said, Call Zadok the priest, Nathan the prophet, and Benaniah son of Jehoiada. When they had entered the king's presence, he said to them, Take with you the royal officials, mount my son Solomon upon my own mule, and escort him down to Gihon. There Zadok the priest and Nathan the prophet shall anoint him king over Israel, and you shall blow the ram's horn and cry, Long live King Solomon. So once again, the putting, the spreading of the cloak over the donkey and hoisting up or mounting Jesus is a sign that Jesus is king. Jesus is royalty as he prepares to enter into the city. Uh, but there's also one little detail, and this comes from my own interesting internet research, that the word in the Gospel of Luke for spreading is the word stronumi or stronumai. It's the only time you see this Greek word in the New Testament. And the biblical commentaries that I read say that this word usually means to cover a couch or a, a reclining bench or even a bed. And so it's an odd choice because supposedly there are a lot of other words in Greek which could mean or be used for spread. But if you look at this word, stronumi, in other Greek texts, it is often connected to this Latin word, lectisternium. Big word, I'm not going to ask you to pronounce it, lectisternium, which is from the Roman and Greek tradition of this banquet that they would have where an image of a god is placed on a reclining couch that is draped over with certain cloths. And this image of a god reclining on the couch, this is the way that Jews and Greeks and Romans at the time would eat. And so they'd often put maybe food or an offering in front of it. It was done here to placate the gods. And so in putting this cloth over and spreading it out, not only are the Jews saying that Jesus is king, but he is also God. He is also Lord. They are worshiping him as king and as God. And so that's the meaning of the spreading of the cloaks. Acknowledging that Jesus is king, he's royalty, and he is God as he processes into the city of Jerusalem. But how does this apply to our own lives? How can we take this understanding of scripture and apply it to our lives? Well, quite simply, we know that as Christians and as Catholics who believe in Jesus,
Jesus is the Son of God, we are called to welcome Christ into our lives, both as King and as God. So we're like the city of Jerusalem. We need to open the gates so he can come in, but not just open the gates, that we're called to put down our cloaks, put down our cloaks in front of him to show honor and submission. We don't do this literally, of course. We don't have these hymations, but instead we can do it figuratively. We can do it in other ways. And so I went and did some research about the hymation. As far as I could see from my internet research, there were three things that this outer garment, this cloak, was used for. The first thing is it was used to carry things. And so you'd have it wrapped around and it kind of made like a pouch. And so you could put things in the pouch. And so, if that's the case, putting our cloak out would means letting go of our possessions, not clinging, not grasping. And so often we do this. We want to hold on to everything we have because we're so afraid of what would happen if we let it go. If we didn't have a house, if we didn't have possessions, and particularly if we did not have money. That's the reason I hear all the time why people can't be more generous. Father, if I give too much, I won't be able to provide for my family. I won't be able to provide for our needs. The real issue is not so much that, but it's fear and lack of trust in God's providence. But here we're laying out our cloaks, our goods, at the feet of Jesus, giving back to God to give him honor. And that is a real reason that we are called as Christians and Catholics to give back not only to things that we are passionate about, but we're called to give back to the church. We're called to give to our parish and to be able to give generously. And this is a message that I specifically want to give out to the students. And I mentioned it a few days ago. I went last week or two weeks ago and got a latte in the cafe. Cost me $4. I see the students going all the time, every day buying lattes. Please do not tell me that if you can spend $4 a day on lattes, you can't give $2 at church every week. I just don't buy it at all. And I understand that we don't have cash. But that's why we have online giving, text to give, and even Venmo. You can find this on Venmo. Make it a point every week to give, to begin building the habit. It is your obligation to lay these things down. Small gifts maybe, but they really do add up. $2 is all I ask. Not just today because I'm telling you, but every week. Make it a habit. Second. Probably the main reason that they used this, this, this garment was to protect them from rain and from cold, from the elements, particularly if they were out at night. And so by taking off the garment and putting it at the feet of Jesus the King, we're basically saying we are going to drop our walls. 
all of those things that we put up in our lives to protect us from being hurt, to protect us from suffering, to stop us from being vulnerable. And so as a result, Jesus can't come into our lives because we have these walls up. We have these things to protect us. And everybody has different walls, and we have them up for different reasons. But we want these walls to come up because we don't want to be hurt, and we really don't want Jesus in our lives because we don't want to let go of control. It's particularly true for men. And again, y'all are all here, fellas. I really shouldn't be talking to you, but I'm going to post this online. And maybe for the guy who's online listening to it, this is for you. A guy saying, I don't want to go to church. It's for women. Why is it men have a harder time accepting religion and faith in women? Because men like to be in control because they are scared and they do not want to give up their authority and power to God. But if Jesus is going to be king of your life, as he's supposed to be king of all of our lives, we need to drop the guards and let him in and say, you're running the city now. Not me, but you are. And that takes a lot of humility, but we all are, especially men, are scared to do it. And third and finally, one of the things that I read is that normally this garment would have these little tassels on them and they would normally sort of sewed in with some blue or violet thread. And the reason is that if you go to the book of Numbers in the Old Testament is because this garment was supposed to remind them of the Ten Commandments. I don't know, maybe there were ten tassels that made them think of the Ten Commandments. I'm not too sure. And so if this is the case, if this garment is supposed to remind us of God's law, when we lay it down, we are also laying down our sins. We're repenting from the evil that we have done, and we are asking Jesus to come in to forgive us as Lord and King of our lives. And so that's the whole theme of Lent. Repent from your sins. Get rid of them because sin hardens our heart. It makes it impossible for Jesus to enter our lives. Whether it's lust or anger or greed, I don't care what it is. And the way that we as Catholics best do that is by going to confession. And during the course of Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, you're going to have plenty of time to be able to go to confession. But think of what are those sins, the ways that I've disregarded the Ten Commandments, and take them and bring them to Jesus and drop down the walls, lay down the cloak so the king may enter. Now I'm going to have a lot more to say about different cloths and garments because as you probably know, each year I like to have a theme for my preaching of the Triduum. And so this year is something that I recognize. In reading the gospel passages, each and every central gospel from Thursday, Friday, and Easter Sunday, all have a cloth or a garment that is integral to the gospel passage. And so just like we looked at this cloth today, this hymation, we're going to look at three separate different cloths and how they connect the gospels and what they can teach us during this Holy Week leading to Easter about following Jesus Christ and sharing in the resurrection. Amen.